Welcome to the PJ Party Podcast, and thank you so much for listening and reviewing. I saw there was a new review on our iTunes, so thank oh. you to that person. Thank you so much. Um, I really appreciate podcasts at this time of year because it's what kind of gets me through the the hustle and the bustle. I just went to the mall, Jen, without anything in my earbuds, like no music, no podcast, no nothing. And I was like, wow, I'm really remembering the reason for the season. Did you ever hear when people say that, the reason for the season? Mm. They want you to think about baby Jesus. And um, I was because I was like, as I was frustrated, couldn't find a parking spot, lineups forever, people are idiots. I was just like, Jesus Christ, the whole time. Whoa. You know? Yeah. So really remembering the reason for the season. <laughs> um, this week in the podcast, we are yeah getting up to our usual shenanigans. We have uh, a lovely lady named Lindsay coming in to talk about a really cool initiative called the Period Posse. Love that. Helping homeless people in Victoria gain access to menstrual products, which is great. Mm-hmm. Also, um, our creative director, Sheldon, finished Fight for the Cause, so we're going to be talking to him about how the fight was. Yeah. That was a really cool event as well. It was it was a stunning event, and he did very well. That's good. It was late, too. It went until midnight, you said? Oh, yeah. It was yeah. A, like a five-hour event. That is glitzy and glamoury. When you're in your party dress and suit and tie like till midnight, that is glamour. Oh, yeah. By the end of it, everyone was a little bit, you know, drunk, you know. (laughs) They had a lot to drink. Five hours of straight drinking, man. Oh, good. That's sweet. Also, uh, I've been loving, too, because you put the podcast together every week, but I uh, love listening to it, and I love that the news is now, like, a part of the podcast. Mm. Like, there at the end, all kind of together, news throughout the week. It sounds really good. Oh, thanks. Well, yeah, it's nice to have kind of current events and then our dialogue with it. Yeah. And kind of discuss it more in depth rather than just... You know, talk about it once and get on with it. For sure. A few little chime-ins. And people are well willing to engage in some of the news stories, too, I find, which is nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah I'm liking really it. A lot of good reasons to listen to this week's PJ Party podcast. So thank you for doing it. If you're out shopping or whatever you're doing, and tell a friend. Mm-hmm. Can I tell you an idea I had this weekend? Yes. Actually, I can't take credit for this. I, a friend of mine told me this. Oh. I had this idea and got me thinking, but I think it is an incredible idea. Mm-hmm. Gingerbread house season, right? What do you do with your gingerbread house after you make it? If you go and get one of those kits from the store and it comes with all the gingerbread and it looks like a house, then you do it together. It's a family activity. Or this person was telling me that, oh, it's a girl's night. We get some wine and we get yeah. together and we make our gingerbread houses and everyone makes it different and all that, right? And then what do you do with it? You get really sad because it's all stale and gross and mm-hmm. you throw it out. The thing comes out of the box stale, right? And the jujubes and everything, you're going to eat those? Even if you're going to pluck those off and eat them? The only time you want to eat the gingerbread is when it comes straight out of the box, right? Like while yeah. you're making it, you're like, oh, I just want to bite. I just want to eat all this. I just want to eat all these candies. Unless you're some kind of a Martha Stewart who makes everything from scratch or like goes to the bulk store and like, oh, you know what? I think I'm going to use Swedish berries for the outside and like buys a bunch of stuff bulk. Mm-hmm. And then you make the actual gingerbread. But who's doing that? What is your idea, Paul? Here's my idea. All gingerbread houses, all gingerbread house making kits should be made out of stuff you can feed to dogs. That is a really good idea. Everything in the entire kit. Because look at wherever the gingerbread house tradition comes from, we're not eating it anymore. Mm-hmm. And it's just become a waste. This is food stuff. This is actual food that we make into a shape of a house and then we throw it away. Mm-hmm. Because no one's eating it. It's gross and stale. Your fingerprints are smudgy all over it. Your hands are all over it. It's awful. It just and I hate doing it because I know that it's food. And as I'm throwing it away, it destroys me. I hate throwing away food. Mm -hmm. But I do it. All right. What if it was made out of dog biscuit? And then kind of as the holidays are winding down, every time that Farfel, your dog, is good, you just break a piece off and give it to him. Here you go. You're going to get that, right? You didn't jump up on the people on their coats when they came over for our Festivus party. Have a bit of a gingerbread house. Mm -hmm. I think that's a million dollar idea, Paul. All right. Make little gingerbread dog houses. Right? Yeah. Every gingerbread house, every gingerbread structure should just be made out of dog food so you can feed your dogs. Please, someone with better ingenuity than me, please make this, would you? (laughs) Okay, so I did a tweet about my idea about the dog food gingerbread houses. And you know who got back to me right away? Who's that? Hoxley Workman. Oh, that's nice. 
Uh, he says, as kids, we'd bug my mom to eat our gingerbread houses. She'd always ask us why we'd want to put the dusty old things in our faces. We loved it. Weeks old and festooned with dust bunnies. Yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> That's really good. That was the remember. memory. Even as a child when all I was just like desperate for any kind of a cookie. Like uh, all my worst days where I'm just like, oh, I just want to eat a cookie so badly. There's no way I would ever break off a chunk of a gingerbread house. Oh, I still would. Yeah. We would? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm with Hawksley. <laughs> so let me get this girl a donut. <laughs> Uh, so today, Facebook, they previewed a new app that's coming out soon. Right now, it's available in the States and uh, through iOS. And it is a messenger app for kids under the age of 13. So Facebook Messenger for kids under the age of 13. And the idea behind it is that it gives it's controlled by the parents. So it's controlled by their Facebook and they can see who they're talking to and accept certain people in their their friends list to talk to. So they don't have a, a oh, you know see. a profile or anything like that. It's not open to the public. It's just a messenger app that has approved friends. So it could be, you know, their cousins, their grandma, their grandpa and uh, maybe a few friends on there so they can right. talk, but the parent has the complete control of it. Because I think, you know, I think kids are inevitably going to get onto social media at some point. Mm-hmm. It, I know that it is, you have to be 13 or older to get on Facebook, but I'm sure there's kids who have like sneakily found their way on there as well. Yep. And uh, we kind of have to move with technology, but also make it a safe place for kids to enjoy it with their friends, but uh, yeah, in, in a safe way. Um, what do you think of that though? As a kid, I mean, I had MSN Messenger. I think I was probably 15 oh, yeah. when, it, when it came out. Yeah. And uh, I used it all the time, but I always added random people on there and never did knew who really? I was like, oh yeah, I didn't oh, I was like, yeah, everybody be my friend. Why not? Let's talk. <laughs> I didn't understand technology and the dangers of talking to strangers on the internet. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of neat to see uh, it roll out. But as parents, I'd be I'd be curious to, to hear what you think. Do you think it's something that we should just block kids from social media altogether or should we roll with it in a safe way that Facebook is trying to do? My head's swimming with thoughts right now. I think this is Facebook trying to get kids hooked young on Facebook. I think Facebook knows that its kind of general user is aging up. Yeah. Right? I'm, I'm reading an article right now and it says the new app gives it a chance to win brand loyalty from younger children. Exactly. At a time when it faces competition for teenagers and other social media platforms such as Snapchat and Instagram and everything. Yeah. So they're trying to hook them young. I'm so Maybe. S- yeah. And I get it too because if I was a kid, I wouldn't want to go on Facebook these days either and see what my parents arguing about politics, yeah. sharing a bunch of fake news garbage. <laughs> yeah. I don't want that. Oh, man. You know what Facebook could do is try and reclaim some of the the feeling of when it first launched, mm. which was, it was more difficult to share articles and, you know what I mean? Like all mm-hmm. these clickbait things, this whole industry of clickbait, you know, springs from the fact that you can share articles on Facebook now. Mm-hmm. Things from other websites. Um, what I would love is Facebook to go back to just being, you share your stuff. That's kind of what Instagram is like, right? You share your pictures you take with your own camera and phone. Well, same with Facebook. It used to be just like, look, here's where I'm going. Here's what I'm doing for vacation. Here's what th- I'm thinking about. You had to create your own content. Yeah. That was the dream of social media was that it was stuff that was going on in your life. It was your personal experience. Now, it's a bunch of trash. It's a bunch of junk and garbage and people arguing with each other. I go on <laughs> Facebook more often than not. I'm just like within a few scrolls through the page, I'm like this. Ugh. And then I go over to Instagram. Yeah, it's very true. Um, But yeah, um, I just got a text message from a mystery zoner saying, kids need to go outside and play. Do something. (laughs) (laughs) I just wanted to chime in on that Facebook app there. Please. Yeah, it's weird to me that that's happening because when I was a kid, I did the whole cup with the string and that was (laughs) a lot of fun. And I guess that makes me really old. But now I guess kids because of today's society, are, are better at computers and all that. So maybe it's a good thing. It's just weird that it's happening. It's a weird app. I don't know. It, yeah, it's so weird to even think about that kids who are under the age of 13 would know what the internet is and would be wanting to talk online instead of in person, right? It's yeah, just like hanging a weird out. concept. Even, yeah, even though we were better at computers than our folks were, mm-hmm. and so that's going to happen. It just seems like now it's beyond 
Like, yeah. So you know. is it a matter of we know it's going to happen no matter what, and how can we make it happen safely? I guess is. And how can we make kids also hang out outside and not? Yeah, that's people. the main no. thing, right? Yeah. It's like yeah. how can we get them off of the computer and get them? Outside? It's so scary. Yeah. yeah know. Do you know what this to me smacks of is? You know, there's a reason why McDonald's goes ham on the Happy Meal. And that is, well, yeah, it's like you think about it. If you get those kids hooked on, you know, the sugar and salt of what's in a McDonald's when they're young, you know, that will turn into like a lifelong habit for them potentially, right? Oh, man, that sounds like a cigarette company. How can we get them hooked? Facebook's doing that same sort of thing. That's exactly right. And we know from, you know, just knowing about Facebook that they are very interested in how Facebook affects their users' brains and how they can keep them on like a steady little drip of the dopamine that you get when you get a little notification saying that, hey, someone took a picture of you and likes you. Okay. So, yeah, they want to get kids associating that with Facebook from a young age. Now, this is what this makes me think of. Yeah. Well, that's for sure. Luckily, I don't have kids. I have nephews. I have a dog. And he doesn't like Facebook. (laughs) But I bet if he had his own page, he would get tons of likes. You should get him an iPad for Christmas. (laughs) Oh, gosh. And joining us today after a massive fight, a fight for the cause, Sheldon! Welcome, buddy. Welcome. How are you? you? Feeling? I'm good. Um, good. You were the first person I saw today when I walked in, and uh, what a sight to see. You got a (laughs) hell of a shiner, kid. Yeah, I got a... Got a good little mark on the <laughs> under the eye. Yeah, that's like bright purple yeah, it's and a good black. Color. It's a good color. Yeah. yeah. How's your face feel? Uh, it feels good today. Okay. Yeah, day after it was a little sore. Yeah. A little sore. Yeah. Yeah. So Sheldon did fight for the cause this weekend. It was at the conference center at the Empress, and it was such a cool event. And you did so well, Sheldon. We were so proud of you. Um, you. you made it through all three rounds. It was an incredibly close fight. Mm. The first round, I thought, I was like, oh, no, Sheldon. Oh, no. Oh, oh no, no, this isn't looking good. Really? But, yeah, his How opponent come? his opponent came out hard, right? Yeah, and just kind of took out yeah. all of his energy on Sheldon right away. Okay. But Sheldon didn't get tired once. So by the second and the third round, that's when he had the comeback and he was just steady the entire time. Unfortunately, though, didn't win, Decision but did not it go was, yeah, yes. but it was such a close fight and you were smart not going like full out in the first round and keeping steady throughout because the other guy got gassed pretty quick. Yeah, it was, yeah, yeah uh, I, hard to tell being in it, but it, it sounded like it was a good fight well, overall. That's what I want to ask you about, like, certain elements of the fight or whatever, but you said you don't remember anything. Just kind of, you were so high on adrenaline, yeah, you were so into it at the time. Yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of, it's kind of a blur, really. Um, you know, I know, I, you know, I remember he, he came out hard and mm-hmm. I remember, like, you know, we had a lot of good battles, but, like, I would love to go back and watch it because I have really, it really went by so fast. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I've heard, I've heard other people say, "Oh, that took forever." Oh my god, I can't believe it lasted. For me, it was just like it went by, like really like in, in, a, in a moment. Really, isn't that mm-hmm. kind of the opposite of what you said, Jen? That your your like time slowed down when um, you were in the ring. I mean, I still don't remember much about it, but I was so tired that I it felt like a really long time because I was yeah. just like, "Let it be over. I'm done. I'm too tired for this. Yeah. Let's let's end this quicker." But um, it, it's weird how you don't remember much about it, like any of it. Um, that was one thing you were kind of saying uh, that you maybe because you hear about people getting gassed so easily. You right. know, oh, this guy came out really fast, and oh, he was going to get gassed by the time of the third round, and blah blah blah, and that's how he's going to lose it. But you said you actually wished that you had left more in the ring. Is that true? Yeah, absolutely. Like I, yeah, I didn't get tired in in the fight, so I kind of wished that in the third round I'd kind of like gone for broke and mm. and just gave it you know everything I had until I was completely gassed. But uh, yeah, by the end of it, I, yeah, it was. Yeah, I was fine, like, cardio-wise. Like right. Breath, you know? Yeah, you weren't huffing and sucking air. No. Um, so now uh, it's done for this. You've done this incredible thing. You started training, what, almost a bunch of months ago, almost a year ago? Well, yeah, I mean... You started, you started thinking started about started it thinking about as soon as Jenny had ago. done hers, right? Yeah, exactly, yeah. Yeah, and um, so all this, this whole journey mentally and physically and everything like that, um, where do you go now? What do you want to do? That's a good question. I, I definitely want to, um, you know, they've converted me for sure. Like, I I am a huge fan of the sport of boxing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a very, very cool thing to be a part of. Um, so I'll keep boxing. I don't know if I'll ever f- fight again. Um, 
But I mean, I'll definitely, I'll definitely keep boxing. It's a it's, good workout, eh? It's, a, it's, it's a, fun. Yeah, it's a lot of fun, and uh, there's no, <laughs> there's no other workout like it. Trust yeah. me. Mm. And your stress level is probably down as well, too. Hey, anything you can, <laughs> yeah, if you're having a bad day, yeah. you take it out on a punch bag. Throw it out. Yeah. Awesome. Well, we're so proud of you, Sheldon, and uh, we'll put a picture of his beautiful shiner. It's on, on the Zone's uh, Instagram it's story It's on the right Instagram? Now. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Perfect. So you can come and, take a look. And if I can, you know, thank you, know, thank you to not only to our trainers who spent an unbelievable amount of time with us, you know, thank you to Studio 4. And, mm. uh, you know, even though, you know, the next one might be a year away, I encourage anyone to go. There was... Not only was it a, an unbelievable event to be a part of, but uh, just to see uh, the people, how they get all done up for this event and the cool room and the boxing ring, the whole thing is just, it's so, it's so neat. Right. Everyone should, should check it out once. It's so cool. Yeah, I, I would agree with that as mm-hmm. well. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, amazing job. Relax. Eat a burger. I'm sure you already have. I've already had a couple. What did you have? What <laughs> was your post? Ourselves. What's your post? Post the fight. post post fight meal. meal yeah. Post fight meal was a uh, an Advil and a couple of Big Macs. I'm yes. Hang on, in the bathtub, right? Okay. Do you want to, do you want to know exactly? I what heard it? the story. Yeah, yeah. I don't hear exactly. After the event, after we were done, yeah. you know, having fun and that kind of thing, I went home. I popped an Advil, <laughs> two two Big Macs, a, a milkshake, and a hot bath. That was yes. that was my evening around two a.m. <laughs> Love that. That's, That's awesome, perfect. man. Well, again, congratulations for completing such an incredible thing. And good for you. And uh, carry your head high today, man. Thank you. It's, yeah, looks even with that shiner, you look like a stud. <laughs> <laughs> so I think especially with the shiner, yeah. actually. Today in the Afternoon Zone, we're finding out that the minimum age to purchase legalized pot in B.C. will be 19. And that the B.C. Liquor Distribution Branch will be the wholesale distributor of non-medical cannabis here in British Columbia. Well, I guess they can't really call it BC Liquor anymore. We've got to think of a new name. All right. Um, how about BC Liquor Money Weed? I like that. Or what about BC Booze and Bud? How about BC Marijuana Some Liquor? What about BC Sticky Licks? How about Get Lit Fam of British Columbia? Or I like this one. Your one-stop shop to get fucked up. Those are all great. So downtown Victoria is starting to get very busy with, you know, the holiday season approaching and people doing all their shopping downtown, which is great because it's good for local businesses. Um, But Lisa Helps and the Downtown Business Association, they decided to start this new campaign and it's called Arrive and Shop. And the idea is to get people to... Maybe get into downtown, maybe not with their car, mm-hmm. instead using alternative means oh, of okay. transportation. Uh, so they're suggestion, suggesting people take the bus to get downtown. Okay. Um, they're also saying a shopping pool so you can book a car like Moto mm-hmm. and share the costs with your colleagues. So maybe go in groups and plan a little bit ahead. I don't know if anyone's going to do that. She said take advantage of the free covered bike parking and electric bike charging stations at the parkades. So bike in, okay. which I mean is great, but you don't want to do that when it's raining, right? Not many people take their bike on the road for that. Um, they're saying, remember that kids 12 and younger can ride the bus for free along with an adult using a bus pass. They've actually created a website with all these suggestions called the Arrive and Shop. Wow. Yeah. Well, good luck. <laughs> God bless them and this idea of uh, getting a campaign out of people to not take their cars downtown Christmas shopping. Um, I'm not going to do it. Yeah. Sorry. I want to shop downtown this Christmas and ain't no way I'm bringing a bunch of packages and parcels and bags and stuff on a bus. Mm-hmm. That sounds like a nightmare. Not when I got a car sitting in my driveway at home. Yeah, they're saying if you commute by foot or bike, you can arrange for a car share to take your packages home. Okay, sure. Yeah, I'll do that. Okay, I'll call Uber, take my packages home. It's a big ask is mm-hmm. all. I get it because at this time, too, a lot of people start complaining about parking downtown because there's not a lot, especially the new bike lanes and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, So I I like the idea of trying to get people to use alternate transportation. It's better for the environment. It's great. But are people actually going to be doing it? Who knows? Maybe it's something that you think about this year. I'll think about it, but... (laughs) What is your suggestion? Here's what I ask you is uh, about the... You did the scootering thing for a while. Yeah. When you first moved to Victoria. And I, I think about it all the time. I think Victoria is like... The city kind of built perfectly for, you know, to get a scooter and get around. And it just seems perfect to you. If you live, especially, you don't have to get on a highway. If you, like, live in and around Victoria and want to go downtown and back, whatever. Yeah. Scoots is great. But you and Caleb immediately were like, no, nope, not during the wintertime. Oh, no. See, that's kind of why I stopped scooting was because uh, 
I thought it was a year-round thing. You know, I, it's really right. nice in Victoria, but there are some days where it does get very icy, and if you don't, mm. you know, have good tires or whatever it is, um, you can fall. And I fell on mine, and I was just taking a very slow left turn, and it just caught yeah. some ice and, uh, and fell over. wasn't going fast or anything. Um, so scooting is great for the summer months. I don't know about the winter months, though. And for the Christmas shopping. Yeah. That is my whole thing. Every time I hear about parking woes and bike lanes and cars and traffic and everything, I just think to myself, we all just need to get onto a scooter-based transportation <laughs> system Full stop. If every car on the road was a scooter, can you imagine how mm. much better and quicker it would be? Mm-hmm. But um, a little more dangerous, but yeah, maybe not in this case. Hey, just wanted to quickly chime in on the parking discussion, if I may. Please. Please. I have a business downtown, a coffee shop, and it's so difficult for our customers to get to us, let alone uh, anywhere else downtown. Mm. So I'm going to go ahead and propose the city get behind a Christmas longboarding campaign. <laughs> where we can, you know, you can get on the longboard and, uh, you know, do our shop, all your shopping that way. Yeah, I like that. And how about also an app with a longboard share so that you and your neighbors can all have one longboard? <laughs> you know, appliances may be difficult, but your smaller items, you can get downtown and you can take that longboard. I, I love that idea. I feel like the city of Victoria does not like skateboarders, though. They have this thing against skateboarders. Like, where are we allowed? Are you allowed in the bike lanes? They put a sticker on the the bikes, so it's the bikes and the skateboard now, so oh. it's a little bit more friendly. Right. That's good. That's good. Yeah, they've upgraded the sticker, so the battle goes on. I like it. I like this idea. <laughs> hey, give your and, coffee uh, shop a quick plug here. What shop are you at? Uh, we're downtown Yates Coffee Bar. Mm. Nice. All right. Go and see and high-five you and uh, <laughs> show some love if you're downtown. Appreciate it, guys. Thanks, okay, man. So long. I love the show. Bye. News guy Art just came running to us in the hallway. Can we reenact what he actually did to us? Yeah, do you want to be Art? <laughs> yeah, I'll be Art. I'll, I'll be, be Art. me. Okay. I'm just walking down the yeah. hallway yeah. doing things. And Jenny, Jenny, Paul, Jenny. What? what? Have you guys got any calls about a kite over a squimalt? Who calls in about a kite? Of course not. No. Uh, police are investigating a kite. <laughs> A kite? What's so wrong about a kite? Oh, I walked away at that point, so I don't even know what oh. he said. What did he say? So apparently it is a kite. There's a kite that's flying so high over a squimalt. Oh, no, no, Like no, no, so no. high that no. they're oh, informing no. all of the like airplanes in the area <laughs> and air traffic because it looks like it could get in the way of the planes landing. Uh, around a squamal in the harbor there. Oh, my God. Yeah, and people are all over Twitter right now talking about it and saying, there's a kite. Somebody <laughs> stop the kite. It's in the way. Reel in your kite a bit. <laughs> yeah. Too much rope on it's it. Too like much slack it. Maybe someone just let it go and it's just flying solo. Really? Art, come Art, in here. get in here. Come in Come in here and give more details about the kite over in Squimal. Please, we're freaking out about this kite that's just gone rogue. Did anybody see the kite? No. no. (laughs) The flying kite. I don't know. Okay, so Victoria Police. (laughs) There we go. I got it. You know, this is a real thing. Victoria Police say that they're investigating after there was a very high flying kite over a Squimal. We're talking... Approximately a thousand feet. Wow. That's pretty high. So that's, it's that high. So that means they had to reroute like air traffic, incoming air traffic because of this kite. Now, Art, I don't want you to have to speculate about this, but who would do a kite at this? (laughs) This is like 24 hour news cycle over here. But like, uh, is this just a case of someone causing a shenanigan or, um, you know what? I'm not going to get you to speculate. I say it's kind of impressive. Get in your car and get out there and go and investigate. Can you do this? I don't think the the kite's not there anymore. That's why Victoria Police are investigating, yeah. Because if it was still there, obviously you just go yeah, they, and I think you you'd just be able follow to the... Yeah, yeah. yeah, go out with your scissors. There's Art running around with his scissors trying to find the end of the kite. That's right. And <laughs> it's also funny that Victoria Police actually don't know if it's like illegal to have a kite that high. Oh. <laughs> so they like tweeted at Transport Canada and was like, do you have any regulations for, you know, this high of kite? Should we find this person? Yeah. This is amazing. This is such yeah. a fun, stupid we'll, story. We'll keep you updated on... Uh, what, this is as a Victoria the, story. Yeah, yeah, as the story unfolds, we'll mm-hmm. see if anyone gets hurt. Okay, and if that kite makes an appearance again, Art, we want you out there. Well, I'll be there if I with, see it. I want you with a different kite as well. Like, you're also <laughs> flying a kite and trying to get, you know, close to the guy. I think it's impressive to have a kite that high in the sky. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. If not illegal. <laughs> it might be. That's what I said, sir. Go fly a kite. 
Today on the Afternoon Zone, that story we talked about yesterday where a kite was being flown a thousand feet up in the air has gone to national news. And I'm, I'm sure this was just an accident, right? Like, it, it, it couldn't have been some diabolical fiend like the kite master. Gather round, kite dudes. My scheme is going perfectly to plan. First, some float planes on the way to the harbor had to reroute. Next, we shall use my thousand-foot kite string to steal the largest diamond in Victoria. And no one will be the wiser to stop me. Sorry, authorities. Hate to string you along. Don't feel too high and mighty. This crime spree will be a breeze. The Knowledge Bomb. By Curious Comics. Go worlds away with Curious Comics. Here on Vancouver Island, we are home to the world's gnarliest tree. It lives in an ancient forest called Avatar Grove. It's just around Port Renfrew area. I've seen it with my own eyes, and I do have to say, it is very gnarly. It is an old-growth red cedar, and it measures around 12 feet across and is just covered with controlled alien-shaped burls. This ancient forest in Avatar Grove was threatened by logging all the way up until 2012 until the Ancient Forest Alliance was able to complete their mission to have it protected. They've also completed an amazing boardwalk because it used to be a quite the hike to get to it. And they are proving that protecting old-growth forests can actually be a huge boom to the economy because it's bringing in all these tourists who now have easier access so they can go and see the world's gnarliest tree with their own eyes here on Vancouver Island. The Knowledge Bomb. Hello, Zona at 913. Who's this now? Hi, it's uh, Lee. Hi, Lee. Would you like to take on this game of Paul's Knowledge Bomb Fallout? Yeah, I heard it today, but I didn't pay attention to the whole thing, so I'll take a try at it. Let's do it, Lee! The Knowledge Bomb! Fallout! Alright, so as part of Tree Week... And are you enjoying Tree Week, Lee? Sure. That's okay. Yeah. Okay, uh, my, my son wants to say hi. Hi! Sorry, we don't have time. <laughs> Just no. What's his name? What's his name? Yaden. Yaden? Yes. Yaden. Hi. How are you? Good. Do you like trees? Yeah. Uh, sweet. That's oh, awesome. We get some enthusiasm yeah, about nice trees. Yeah. Nice to get a little finally. bit more from your dad. <laughs> Just like was like, eh, I guess. Yeah. Trees or not. Yeah. If it weren't for trees, we'd all be uh, dead in the ground. You understand this, right, Lee? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's true. But a lot of our oxygen does come from the ocean, but yeah. Look at this guy. He's bad talking trees. I wow. love what Lee's is, chutzpah on this. What wow. did trees do to you, Lee? Yeah, that's right. Why do you hate trees? I don't know. <laughs> I like trees. All okay, right, we're okay, fooling okay, around. We'll we love just, you guys. Yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Let's do the game. All right, Lee. Where is the world's gnarliest tree located? Here on Vancouver Island. More specific? Oh, I can't remember. No idea. Want to give it a guess? Somewhere on Vancouver Island. Um, Bamberton. Good guess, but unfortunately, I think that's... okay. Right. Thanks for playing, guys. Good afternoon. Thanks you too. Bye, bye, Aiden. Bye. Bye. Oh, we didn't win. <laughs> oh, so sad. I feel like a jerk. Oh. <laughs> so, Jen, I don't know if you noticed here, but. Uh, the like president of the entire radio group or whatever it was, the, like mm-hmm. our our boss, like our boss's boss's boss boss boss, just came in here, mm-hmm. and I was a little bit embarrassed because I have uh, sitting on the counter <laughs> two boxes of cereal, just like oh this idiot brings his cereal to work. Oh yeah, that's good. Can I actually tell you what the two boxes of cereal are for? Please. Last week or so, we were talking about Secret Santa gifts for mm-hmm. office parties. What's a good gift? So I'm going to one tonight for my uh, team at the Royals. Right. Christmas dinner and we do we play a game I think it's called White Elephant is the name of it it's like one of those you know bring a gift and then everyone steals from each other and there's a time limit and blah 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 right $10 maximum that's not a lot it's really not these days you gotta get creative right yeah so I went to the store 
bought two boxes of cereal. That's not. That's your gift. This is my, that, gonna be my gift. Someone's gonna receive two boxes of cereal. Okay, but hear me out. Okay. There's a lot. You know, a lot of people bring like chocolates and stuff. That's just empty junk. This is well, it is empty junk, but it's like a treat. <laughs> It's a really nice treat, and you can have it for, like, breakfast for, I don't know, what's two boxes of cereal going to last you? A few weeks. What kinds? The best kinds, thank you for asking. <laughs> Cinnamon Toast Crunch and Captain Crunch. Yeah, I haven't bought those since I was little. Right? That's right. You go to the store, and if you're going to buy cereal, which I don't think anyone is supposed to be eating cereal anymore. It's not good for you. <laughs> Boil an egg. How hard is it, right? That's what you're supposed to be doing for lunch. Put a piece of avocado on a toast and all that. It's not that expensive. Mm. Um, cereal is trash, but... It's delicious trash. Yeah. It's so good. Sometimes you just think, like, what am I craving? You're craving Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Yeah. And so I think I'm going to wrap these two boxes up together. Came to 972, right in that sweet spot, right underneath the $10 minute <laughs> mark. What are you wrapping them with? To- um, toilet paper. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing to wrap them in newspaper. It's going to be so cheap. Nobody's going to want that gift. <laughs> People are going to be like, ooh, what's in this box? And then they're going to get delicious cereal. <laughs> I think I'm pretty chuffed with myself, to be real honest. I think this is going to really fly. Yeah, man. Yes. Oh, thanks for listening in Afternoon Zone Time. What up? Hey, yo. So you were telling me about this thing yesterday that you saw, Jen, about words that mean nothing to anybody anymore, but somehow we still use them. Yeah, so their core relevance have really just kind of, you know, disappeared. It's not relevant to the the modern world anymore. And I saw this on Reddit and really got me thinking about words we use that used to make sense, but don't really make sense. Mm -hmm. Uh, For example, as I'm going on Netflix and I ask my boyfriend to rewind the movie, there's no winding, there's no rewinding anymore, yet we still use that word. We still know what it means to, like, back the thing up a bit, but... It used to actually come from winding. You actually did wind the tape. That's cool. Other ones like that, people still tape shows. Yeah. They're not taping on a VHS. There's no tape. There's no tape. There literally was a tape before. There was. You no, didn't know that already? Digital numbers and ones. And also, if you go into Word documents and you want to save your work, yes. what is the icon? It's a little floppy disk. Do we use floppy disks anymore? I barely use them ever in my life, ever. Yeah, some people don't even know what floppy disks are. They look like you 3D printed out the save icon. (laughs) Right? It's like it means nothing. That's what people who were born in 2000 think. Yeah. Absolutely. What else? There's got to be more Oh, yeah, there's a lot. Um, There's some more like classic examples too, right? Do you know that soap operas? I I never really knew the the history behind this, but they used to be called soap operas because soap companies would sponsor the show right but now they don't do that they're just regular um commercials commercials but they are still you know kind of aimed towards housewives is that right. was the in- initial uh demographic that they were trying to reach right i just stuck at home while your man is out making the bacon <laughs> use borax to scrub the house so that he is, is, loves you still when he comes home make sure to have his slippers and a sandwich and his pipe ready it was that, right? Now back to the bold and the beautiful. Unfortunately, Mr. Clean gets rid of dirt and grime and grease in just a minute. I love how long the soap commercials were. The Mr. Clean theme song, you might just know Mr. Clean, but that song is like two and a half minutes long. Oh, and yeah. I know all the words to it. Good for you. Can That's you un- clean a diamond ring? That's Mr. Un- clean cleans anything. Unfortunate. Um, another really cool one that I didn't mm. realize where, you know, when you say, okay, you go to a car and you want the, the passenger seat, you say, Shotgun. Do you know where that comes from? Well, yeah, because when you were all riding around in covered wagon times, the person sitting not driving the horses yeah. would have an actual shotgun to kill bandits who were trying to raid you for your sundries. That was the defense seat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pretty crazy. Love it. Good list, Jen. Mm. Today in the afternoon zone, the Clipper canceled their Vancouver ferry plans and are instead focusing on Seattle service upgrades. Yeah, so that's one less option of, you know, going from downtown Victoria to downtown Vancouver. So this brings us to our favorite option that I really think should be in sports to go from uh, town to town. Zip Zip lines. I did a little math here, Jen. Hear me out. It's about 93 kilometers from downtown Victoria to downtown Vancouver. The average zip line traveling between 50 and 100 kilometers per hour. So you're logging at a maybe one to two hour zip line ride right through the majestic fog, through the Gulf Islands, over the water like that. I'm in. That's a great two hour ride. You put an audio book in and you're just zipping. 
lean back in your harness and have a nap? You're there in Vancouver before you know it. I love it. BC ziplines. Now we're zipping. Zippity doodle. <laughs> Zip up or zip, zip out. out. Okay, we started the show, Jenny, with um, an idea and a dream that has become a hallmark of this radio program. Yes. I'm very proud of. Me too, actually. And that is that so many of our transportation problems can be solved by ziplines. Yes. So I said, uh, and I posted this on Twitter as well, that a zipline between downtown Victoria and downtown Vancouver, I did the math on it. It's about straight line, about 93 kilometers long. Uh, if you're zipping top speed, like world record zipline goes about 120 clicks. That's a lot. So I would imagine that, you know, kind of over the Gulf Islands and then over the uh, Strait of Georgia there, uh, probably we'd be going between 50 and 100 kilometers per hour. Take mm-hmm. about an hour to two hours to zipline between the two cities, downtown and downtown. Yes. Over the ocean. That'd be so nice. It'd be so great, wouldn't it? Yeah. I'd probably fall asleep. Mm-hmm. I'd be going wee for a bit. Wee. But then after a while. Also like, going hmm. pee for a bit too because there's no bathroom. When I put it on Twitter, there's a few issues were brought to our attention. Jimbo tweeted, uh, would there be a buffet service? Sunshine breakfast? <laughs> There's just like a buffet zip that comes beside you with like options of food Great that you idea. can grab in the air. <laughs> yes. I was thinking like as you're going over the Gulf Islands, there's those, you know, it's like mountainous places. If the zipline kind of went in close and there was just some tables set up with some food, you just ha- grab a handful of scrambled eggs as you zip by. <laughs> or there's people on the ground throwing it up in the air and you just hope to catch a sandwich or two. Yeah, I love that. And then this, this person says, uh, no bathrooms though. You know what? The world is your bathroom. You're sipping over the Pacific Ocean, 50 to 100 kilometers an hour. Shimmy those pants down a bit. And think about, like, the sewage system in Victoria. You're just skipping a step. You're just doing it right (laughs) into the ocean. Let fly from the zipline. Yeah. No one's around. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, my name is Jenny West. With me is Paul Plastino. <laughs> and also with us today is Lindsay Shaw. <laughs> and Lindsay, thank you so much for, first of all, inviting us and making it official that we are now a part of the Period Posse. Yeah. Welcome to the Posse, you guys. <laughs> we you. are so happy to have you. Oh, well, <laughs> thank it. you for all the work that you do. So do you want to tell us a little bit about what the Period Posse is? Absolutely. So the Period Posse is a registered nonprofit. And our mandate is to provide menstrual products for people in need. Mm -hmm. And so our event that's going on right now is the Menstrual Product Drive, where we're raising both menstrual product donations and cash donations to benefit people who access the Kool-Aid Society. Well, that's that's pretty amazing because mm-hmm. you often, you know, you go through your, your monthly cycle and you think, oh man, I'm my period again, whatever, <laughs> got to do my thing. You have all the products, access, you know, you go to the store, you pick it up. It's a little bit more expensive than you'd like. Used to be taxed. That's annoying. But, you know, now it's, you know, you, you, you just go through your monthly routine. But imagine if you were on the street and didn't have access to any of that and you're, you know, trying to make shift in all your feminine hygiene products mm. and it's dangerous, it's not good, like... And people have to resort to all sorts of methods just to accommodate their menstrual cycle. So things like socks, newspaper, because menstrual products are so expensive. The average box is $7, but if you're living downtown, it'll be closer to $10. It's always Mm -hmm. a little bit more expensive when you're in an urban center. And so people have to either make cuts on other needs or use makeshift methods to accommodate their menstrual cycle, which is, it's not okay. And so that's where the menstrual product drive comes in. Well, and because... I'm sure that, you know, when you're putting together, you hear around Christmas time, people making up hampers or whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm sure it gets kind of, yeah, throw some stuff in there as well for that as well. But this is the first time I've ever heard of a, of a dedicated menstrual product drive in this way. This is pretty new, mm-hmm. right? Absolutely. And so people certainly do donate products, um, but there's still this incredible, incredible need. So the way this started is I was walking down the street and I was complaining about my period and the price of tampons to my friend. Mm-hmm. I was saying they are so expensive. Why do I have to buy these? And I saw somebody asking for money and I wondered about this connection and how they were able to access these products. Mm-hmm. So I called the Kool-Aid Society and I asked, is this a problem for you? Do you need donations? And they said that they did. And so that's how the drive started. Oh, that's amazing. Mm-hmm. Well, well, good for you. Cause a lot of people think that, but don't actually act on it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, is there a way like going forward because you know, there's always going to be a need for mm-hmm. it. It's not like it's like, oh, the drive's done. Like, that's it. We got enough forever. <laughs> no, it's going to continue to happen. So is there anything we can do, like, in the long run to gain access permanently for people who are homeless in Victoria? Absolutely. Um, so first of all, this is going to be 
this is a drive right now for the holiday season, but there's mm-hmm. going to be drives all year round. And so we'll have new events all the time. Okay. But I would just really encourage people when they're doing their donating and their giving to think about menstrual products as well. Yeah. And maybe buy an extra box when you go to the store and perhaps donate that to a society that you believe in. Absolutely. Yeah. So as this is an ongoing initiative that you'll be doing, what's the best way for people? Should we find you on Facebook? Should we connect? Yes. And just know when the drives are happening? So um, the best place to find all the updated information is facebook.com slash the period posse. And we also have links to places if you want to make a cash donation. We'll tell you how to do that as well. And we also have a guide for all of our donation boxes in the city. Oh, we have nice. about 16 donation boxes set up across Victoria. Amazing. So lots of places to go donate. Mm-hmm. And you can always donate online too if cash suits you better. That's awesome. Wouldn't it just be amazing if it like it was just like given to us like this is a necessity <laughs> like girls need this every month yeah. and like especially people who don't have access to it like, we could just get access to it absolutely <laughs> for free because I think, we need it. <laughs> yeah and I think some big long term goals for the period posse are working on these long term solutions too. Yeah. I, I realize that providing menstrual products right now might just be a band aid solution yeah. to yeah. this really serious problem that we have that's compounded by like period stigma like financial yeah. misogyny all these things. But I still think it's really important to provide these products in the short term because mm-hmm. I think this has ripple effects for people too. It makes them more comfortable, feel more secure. Yeah, we can actually talk about our periods. Yeah, absolutely. You know, we're not yeah. ashamed of it. Hey, that happens <laughs> to like true. half the population, you know? <laughs> well, it's funny too. People have asked me if I feel like uncomfortable talking about menstruation as much as I do, especially since this this drive started. Mm-hmm. It's a big portion of my day is spent talking about menstrual products and menstruation. But I don't. It's so natural and it's right. normal and there's nothing embarrassing about talking about menstruation mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Awesome. um i uh we all want to ask you this too because you even said that it's the number one thing you get asked about immediately and we all know how uh, diva cup friendly victoria is <laughs> people love the diva the diva pushers in this town are crazy once, <laughs> once you're on it's like have you heard about the diva cup it's the greatest thing there's two sizes you please you must do um, so do you accept uh, Diva Cup donations? Is this something you would want to do as well? Absolutely. We accept Diva Cup donations. There We're is. always so grateful when we get menstrual cups. Um, there's lots of people who will be accessing those products, but there's also a diversity of needs. And so we're asking for a diversity of menstrual product donations just to accommodate those needs. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Lindsay, thank you so much for coming in. This yeah. is great. Join the period posse, everyone. It's so much fun. We got, the period posse? <laughs> we got a little pin and everything. Yeah. It's official. <laughs> period posse <laughs> buttons. Uh, find them on Facebook online. And uh, thank you again so much, Lindsay, thank for everything you. you're doing. It's incredible. Mm-hmm. Thank you, guys. This is Quarter to News in the Afternoon Zone. Here's Jenny West. When recreational marijuana becomes legal next summer, users in B.C. will have to be 19 years old to buy pot. The B.C. liquor distribution branch will be the wholesaler and retail sales will be handled through both public and private outlets. Um, yeah, like we said in the intro, I definitely think that BC Liquor will need to change its name. And mm-hmm. I think we gave it some pretty good options. Mm-hmm. I like the old booze and bud. I like marijuana some liquor (laughs) but who knows what they're gonna choose or if they're just gonna keep it the same yeah it'll be interesting because i know that there are a lot of local businesses here in victoria i don't know what that means for them now that um like you know all the all the ones that we see the dispensaries yeah what does that mean for them if bc liquor now sells weed i hope it's like kind of craft beer thing you know we Mm -hmm. always talk about how it can you kind of compare it to the liquor the liquor industry how it already is mm-hmm. but i bet the dispensaries now i wonder if they'll either stay kind of the same as this like medical dispensary right mm-hmm. as, as medical medical marijuana or if they'll do a thing where they become like like the stuff at the liquor store is okay but like the stuff at the dispensaries you know these are the places that have been going on for a while so they really know their stuff and it's like more of the craft Buds, yeah, you know, and probably competitive pricing. You know, though it'll all be taxed. Yeah, as of twenty eighteen, sometime. But I just think like when we when it's legal, it's just you're gonna see it everywhere. It's mm-hmm. kind of what I hope for it to be that no one is gonna have a monopoly on it. It's just gonna be like, oh yeah, it's there at the cash register at the drugstore mm-hmm. type of thing, right? It's like a bunch of pre rolls just sitting there behind the counter. Mm-hmm. Versus then you could go, you know, to the dispensary and really chat weed. You know, where versus then you go in the liquor store too and you're picking up some beers for party tonight and there as well is a little humidor with, you know, what the pot. Uh, yeah, I think it's interesting too because they've decided that 19 is going to be the legal age. Right. And I think it is smart to put it into BC Liquor because they already know how to ID people. Yeah. They already mm-hmm. have a very controlled environment. So having it in there would be good. 
I think. For sure. Oh, yeah. I've always wanted it to be there as well, to be a one-stop shop, but I just hope that it doesn't monopolize it and take it away from other places it possibly could be. That's yeah. my whole thing. Yeah. And so. uh, will will the staff be knowledgeable um, about the products, the marijuana products as well? That's a whole new thing, a whole new thing yeah. that they have to learn and, and take classes about because you have to know what each one does, right? Right. That's interesting. Well, cool. I'm, uh, I, every little driplet of information that comes out about what it's going to look like is so fascinating it to is. me. It is. Yeah, it's interesting. So we'll uh, keep you updated as we get it, I guess. Mm-hmm. As expected, President Donald Trump has announced the U.S. is officially recognizing Jerusalem as Israel's capital. Today we finally acknowledge the obvious, that Jerusalem is Israel's capital. This is nothing more or less than a recognition of reality. It is also the right thing to do. Right. Says uh, him and uh, almost nobody else. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was uh, watching this news this morning. <laughs> I was watching it in the dentist, Jen, if you can imagine a worse situation for me. Explain I was there it. Yeah. Having my like teeth scraped out and then like <laughs> with the screen above, they get the news on and Trump's making this announcement. And when he made the announcement, it didn't seem so bad until you realize that, you know, previous presidential candidates have made that promise before. They're like, we're going to say that Jerusalem is the capital here. And then once they get into the presidency, everyone around them, everyone who knows the situation really well, all the generals and all the people on the ground and everyone who's like studied this specific situation and what a hornet's nest it is and has been for millennia, mm-hmm. go to the president and they're like, that's not a good idea. That might seem politically like it's a pretty good idea. You're going to appeal to a very evangelical base in the United States with that announcement. But let me tell you, in practice, very bad idea. And every previous president has been like, oh, okay, well, maybe I won't do that. Yeah, it's not going to help the peace process at all. It's going to light things up a little bit. Yeah, Yeah. yeah, so the end of the story is many global leaders completely disagree, saying it will now be more difficult to bring Israelis and Palestinians together from that decision. But that's all that Trump cares about is like short-term political gain of like that evangelical base. That's it. And that's it. They were saying too that like, because they want to put an embassy or something there, I think, U.S. embassy, it's going to take 10 years for that thing to get up and running. If they start thinking about building it now, so, you know what I mean? Like, even that will take so long and just gets Trump a little bit of some some certain people in the States thinking like, oh, that's mm-hmm. a good idea. Very short term, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Outrageous. Well, in Victoria news, January 22nd is the date smokers won't be allowed to light up on any BC ferry vessels. The smoking ban also applies to e-cigarettes and includes terminals and the interior of all vehicles on BC Ferries property. <laughs> all right. Again, that's January 22nd. That's when smoking is banned at BC Ferries. I can't believe on the deck, on the upper deck of the... Not like, I'm not a smoker. I don't care. But is there a better place in the world than just to go up on top of a ferry boat where the wind's blowing and it's not going to bother anybody just because it's blown out to sea? Yeah. So, all right, here's a fair point from uh, Colin who writes in, because you were saying how we can't uh, smoke on the ferries no more. Yeah. And he says, zero butts now thrown into the water from the ferries is awesome news. Yes. Yeah, of course that is. But you know I hate cigarette butts thrown anywhere besides in the garbage, okay? So is that what, you know, is that that our choices that everyone smokes, but they throw butts everywhere? Or, Mm. you know, there's ashtrays and you put the butts in the ashtrays. There are responsible smokers. Of course there are responsible smokers. And they can't go up and... You know, blow a butt on the roof of the ferry with the wind blowing? Mm. I don't know. I get it, Colin. I hate cigarette butts in the ocean. I hate them on the ground. I hate them everywhere. Mm-hmm. I get you. I don't know how smoking on the deck would bother many people because it's just wind. It's just like a wind tunnel up there. Yeah. But, yeah, it's banned as I'm of January 22nd. Smoking's such a funny boogeyman, isn't it? It's yeah. just like, no, no one's allowed to smoke anywhere. Oh, okay. Because it's a boogeyman, I guess. Okay, I'm sorry for riling you up in the news know, today. Riled, you know, sorry. let's just go into uh, let's go into sports. I don't know. This might rally you up. <laughs> uh, yesterday, the IOC banned Russia from next year's Winter Games in South Korea. And as a Russian person, I'm upset <laughs> about this. No, okay. okay. Today, Vladimir Putin said Russia won't boycott the games and will allow Russians to compete as neutral athletes. We're good. <laughs> 
The National Energy Board has ruled in favor of Kinder Morgan in its efforts to bypass Burnaby bylaws that stand in the way of the Trans Mountain Pipeline expansion project. So the NEB says the company is not required to comply with two sections of the city's bylaws as they gear up for construction. So just bylaws, schmylaws. Out of the way, laws. We've got money to make on oil. See you later. Pretty much, yeah. Based on staff recommendation, the city of Nanaimo will pull its official Facebook page if it can't find a way to permanently turn off comments from the public. Yeah, the city removed the comment sections from its social media sites on the weekend after what Chief Accounting Officer Tracy Samra described as lewd, racist, and defamatory posts. Come on, just keep it together. Can we go 20 minutes without having a rude, racist, defamatory post? I know. I know. Nothing nice to say. Just don't say it. The city of Nanaimo Facebook page, really? A way or a technology or a method to like shut down internet trolls in all their various different ways Mm -hmm. will be the next great wonderful technology of our civilization. Twitter has not been able to do it. I told you I'm kind of a little bit back on Twitter, trying to tweet a little bit more and all that because I was off Twitter for so long because. They weren't doing anything about trolls and, like, really awful people being really horrific and heinous to other mm-hmm. people online. I'm sick of Facebook as well. I'm sick of people arguing with each other. Yeah, there should be, like, um, like a Facebook, kind of like a, a jail, you know, where you could be like, <laughs> oh, your account has been put in jail. Someone reported you, and right. now you can't use it. I guess there is. You can report people. But, yeah, maybe, like, oh, you have a timeout. Yeah. You did bad. Yeah. Something like that, right? Mm-hmm. That's you got to just... learn your lesson. You got to be nice if you want to be on the internet. Yeah. Because that's just, you're, hey, you nerds and you trolls, you're ruining it. <laughs> we have this great thing where we can talk to anybody in the whole wide world. You're ruining it for the rest of us here. Now Nanaimo's going to take down their Facebook. Mm-hmm. It's heartbreaking. It is. Well, thanks so much for listening to the PJ Party Podcast. And yeah, please do leave us a review on iTunes. Uh, that, I think, really helps podcasts. I'm not really sure how or why, but it does. Yeah. If someone if someone doesn't want to commit the 45 minutes of listening to a podcast, the reviews really help them to push them to actually <laughs> listen, right? Yeah, totally. <laughs> um, so, yeah, thank you, Nibot, Nibot Cat, for uh, that new little review. That was so nice. They said, best podcast ever. Five oh. stars. Oh, wow. Nice. Five stars. Really appreciate it. I don't know it. if we deserve that. I don't think we but no, thank you. thank you. There are much better podcasts. All right. Yeah, remember to subscribe and do things. Tell your friends. And thank you so much for listening. You can also catch our show in the afternoon zone between 2 and 6 p.m. on the weekdays. That's for true. Mm-hmm. Bye. Bye, y'all.